Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Student of the Gun University, a place for education and enlightenment. We help you gain a new perspective and understanding of firearms training. Your teacher today will be Professor Paul Markle, a veteran small arms and tactics instructor with 30 years of knowledge and experience. Grab your number two pencil, turn to page one, and let the learning begin. Oh, man, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate that. Yes, you're, you're too kind. You're far too kind. All right. Uh, thank you, Johnny, for that wonderful introduction. And you saw the title of the podcast, How to Give Good Advice. Yes, indeed. Gun people are often asked to give advice about their choices of firearms and accessories. Uh, I know my entire life. Uh, I, I've been a gun person, and as I grew older, um, I would, you know, I became a, a Marine, and then I became a, a police officer, and so on and so forth. And people, when they know what you do, or if they know you're the gun guy, uh, something will happen in their lives. Now, sometimes uh, what happens is very personal. Let's say, uh, from a, a personal standpoint, a, a, a person is robbed, or they're victimized, or, you know, what have you. And something changes in their life. And now all of a sudden they're concerned about personal safety and security. And they want to talk about guns and maybe buy a gun or they bought a gun and, and, but they've never shot the gun and so on and so forth. And they come to you and they're asking you for advice. And I've seen this and I've witnessed this and I've been involved in this for at least 30 years, probably longer. Unfortunately, what we see in the gun culture, and the, you know, the gun culture, it's it's very uh, testosterone driven. You know, it's very ego driven. And I've listened to people give advice or pseudo advice, and often when they're get, when they're asked, you know, what should I do, the first thing they do is they like, oh, this person's asking my advice about guns. I've been oh, I've been dreaming of this day, or I've been waiting for this to happen. And they immediately start pontificating about their favorite this and their favorite that. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit today about how to give good advice. If you are the gun person in your family, in, in your, your, your group of peers, you know, whether you know, it's, it's your workplace. At your workplace, people know that you're the gun guy or your church or, you know, maybe your kid's school, they know you're the gun guy. Uh, you know, I had a good friend of mine who said he, 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 we were talking on the phone. He was laughing. He's like, man, he said, I was at my kid's school and this other dad came up to me and he like got real close and he's like, Hey, you're, you're like a gun guy, right? You're, you're like, you do shooting and stuff like that. Right. He's like, yeah. He's like, I wanted to ask you some questions about it. He, and my buddy's like, he goes, it was like, a, it was like a drug deal. It was like, this guy was trying to make a drug deal. He didn't want anybody else to hear, uh, that he was asking me about, you know, being a gun guy and so forth. <laughs> but step number one, and I actually recently wrote an article about this. Uh, my good friend, Dan Zimmerman over at the truth about guns, um, we, we discussed this and he's like, well, why don't you just go ahead and write an article about it? And I said, well, all right, well, let's, I'll go ahead and write an article about it and, and uh, we'll put it down on paper. We'll put it down on digital paper for the world to read. And so I sat down, I said, all right, so how can I best give advice? How can I give good advice? Well, step number one is to ask questions. 
but ask thoughtful questions. For instance, if the person's like, oh, I'm thinking of getting a gun or I want to get a gun or, or, or hey, man, you're a gun guy and I, I think that I, I probably need to get a gun. All right, well, uh, you might ask them, how did you, all right, so you're 38 years old, 42 years old, 59 years old, 62 years old, whatever. How did you come to the conclusion? How did you get to this point where you decided you wanted to? I mean, obviously, up to this point in your life, it really wasn't that important to you. So why is it important to you now? You, know, you have a little conversation about it. They're like, well, you know, I've been paying attention to the news and I see what's happening in the world. Or, you know, my car got broken into or you know, whatever. The, another question uh, you need to ask them is, okay, uh, what are you planning to do with the gun? You know, most of the time, you know, very rarely will someone come to you and they're like, hey, man, you're a gun guy, right? Like, yeah. Well, I want to start going out on the weekends and shooting recreationally and having fun. What should I do? That's Unfortunately, that hardly ever happens uh, because the people who want to be engaged in recreational uh, shooting, they probably were introduced to that by their by their grandpas or their dads or their uncles or whatever. Uh, they probably introduced to it when they were younger, and they just they just do that as a matter of course. That's just part of their life, you know, shooting trap or clay sporting clays or you know, hunting or whatever. Hunt, hunters aren't really shooters, though. Hunters shoot like three rounds a year. Um, you know, okay, man, I'm a hunter and I shoot all the time. Like, well, if you're a hunter and you shoot all the time, you are a rarity because the vast majority of people I know who are, quote, hunters don't shoot very often at all. Uh, but I digress. So the chances are that when this person comes to you that they, they want a gun for self-protection, Right. Now, you say, okay, self-protection, you know, that, that is that. And they're like, well, there's a difference. You know, somebody says, I want a gun for to keep in the house just in case. Okay, cool. Now, if, if they're at the point where they're like, I, I believe or I understand that I need to carry a gun on me, a la concealed carry, Right. Well, there's a difference there because if the gun is never going to leave your house, it doesn't need to be small, tiny, lightweight, compact. You don't need to worry about buying holsters for it and so on because it's never going to leave the house, right? If it is the designated home security tool, then it doesn't need to be small. So telling a woman to buy a J-frame compact size you know, revolver for a home defense gun is not only is it stupid, but it's it's recklessly negligent advice, All right, you know, if I can use those two together. Uh, why would you tell someone to handicap themselves uh, with a firearm, which is one of the most difficult? A, a compact revolver is probably one of the most difficult firearms to learn how to shoot correctly or well. Oh, no, that's not true. It's, it's super simple. You just load the cylinder, close it, press the trigger. Yeah, and most of those guns have 12, 13, 18-pound triggers. Uh, they have very short sight radius. Uh, they're difficult to, trust me, I've been doing this for 35 years or more. Um, that's one of the worst possible suggestions for a woman. Is to, Now, the, the exception to that rule is the Ruger LCR, but I digress. 
the fact of the matter is the smaller the gun, the more difficult it is to shoot accurately, uh, to shoot consistently and to can shoot well, to shoot well. So why would you, if, if the gun is never going to leave the house, if it is a home defense gun, why would you suggest that someone buys a subcompact anything? You're like, well, I don't know. Why would I do that? Exactly. Now, on the other hand, if the person is telling you, yes, I want to, I need to start carrying a gun with me all the time. Well, all right. If you're going to carry a gun with you all the time, now we not only need to talk about the gun, you know, the, the choice, but we need to talk about how you're going to carry it. You know, what holster selection, where on your body are you going to carry it? Are you going to carry it, you know, in like if, if you're a woman, the uh, crossbreed makes those belly band type dealios where you can take one of their holsters and you can combine it with the belly band. And because women are built differently than men and women's clothing is different than men's clothing. Women dress for fashion, men dress for function uh, and so on and so forth. So you ask these questions. You know, how did you get to this point? What are you going to do with it? And a big one is, are you willing or prepared to spend the time and the money to attend formal training? You know, if they say no, you know, my advice as a person who's been doing this quite a while is if they say, no, I'm not going to waste, I'm not going to waste money or time. I don't need to waste time and money on training. I'm a smart person. I know what I can, what to do. Get a dog, get a big vicious looking dog get a german shepherd get a doberman get get a big dog with a loud bark and keep that in your house because if you're not willing to invest any time at all in training uh, you're just going to end up either a you're going to try and bluff people with your gun and that's going to be a bad situation because the bad person is going to take your gun away from you uh or you're going to injure yourself, or you're going to be so afraid of the gun that you won't keep it loaded, you'll keep it locked in a safe, and and so on and so forth, and where you can't get to it, and that's not a home defense tool. A gun that's unloaded and locked in a safe is not a home defense tool because, uh, believe it or not, you're not going to have 10 minutes to access your gun when you have when there's a home invasion. Okay, that's not how that works. But after you've asked these questions, listen. Genuinely listen. Listen to what they're telling you because your advice needs to be based upon the answers to the questions that you just put forward, you know, and that is the, the, probably the biggest, uh, area of concern or downfall when gun people get asked for advice, they get asked for advice and then they don't ask questions and they don't listen to the person and they instantly just jump into, they dive into this this, uh, let me tell you about my favorite blaster and let me tell you about what gun I love. And let me tell you about the 45 ACP. And let me tell you about this, you know, like park your ego for a second and listen to what the person is telling you. Because based on what they're telling you, that is how you you should be formulating your thoughtful advice. And you need to remember that the advice that you're giving isn't for you. You know, your favorite gun uh, may not be a good fit for the person who the advice you're giving to. You know, you might have 30 years of experience and you've fired tens of thousands of rounds and you're very confident and so on and so forth. Great. 
but we're not giving you're not giving advice to yourself you're giving advice to someone else you're probably giving advice to someone who has very little experience who hasn't fired 10,000 rounds you know or 100,000 rounds or whatever uh, they haven't been carrying a gun for years and years and years you know you need to craft your thoughtful advice based upon the recipient based upon what this person has told you you know and also this is another one for gun people you need to be honest You're like, oh come on there no you know uh <laughs> i tell you what man uh um uh, Ego is a heck of a drug. Ego is a, uh, ego is a hell of a drug. Yeah, it's a hell of a drug, man. When people when somebody comes to you and they have they have put you up on this pedestal where they're, you know, consider you now an expert and they're asking your expert advice. That's quite the ego stroke. And they might ask you a question for which you really don't have a good legitimate answer for. Well, don't don't make crap up. All right, don't BS them. If you get asked a question, be honest. Say, you know, you know what? I really don't have very much experience with that, but why don't we see if we can find that answer together? Or, or I don't have that answer for you, but I can ask somebody who does, or what have you. Don't lie to the person, or don't bull crap them. You know, don't. And I'm trying to keep this PG. You know, don't. Don't make up an answer because you feel like you have to come up with an answer. For an ins- for instance, if you have never carried concealed, if you've never been a concealed carry type person uh, or carried concealed, uh, and a person comes to you and they're like, hey, man, can you give me the advice for the, the best holster setup to carry concealed, and you've never done it, you're probably not in a position to give them great advice, are you? Uh, so... When it comes to giving good advice, you know, you're, you're the gun person. They've come to you. They're like, hey, man, I know you're a gun person. Um, you know, I, I want to buy a gun for home defense or I want to, I, I really need to start carrying a gun. What should I do and how should I do it? There, there are a few simple steps. And you've, step one, you know, the precursor to all this is you've got to park your ego. Take a deep breath. Park your ego. All right. Ask thoughtful questions. Listen to their answers. Remember for whom the advice is being given. The advice isn't for you. The advice is for them. You know, you, this constant nonstop, you know, I, I, I hear this over and over and over again. Oh, man, I'll just I'll tell you what. Let me tell you about my, you know, my Kimber with my Kimber, Kimber Crimson Carry 3, you know, da, 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 da. You know, the advice isn't for you. It's for them. Give thoughtful advice. Take the time to give thoughtful advice and be absolutely honest with them. If you don't have the experience and you don't have the answer to the question, just say, you know what, I would love to give you an answer to that question, but I don't have it myself. And maybe that is a great opportunity to learn. I don't know, maybe it might be a great opportunity to learn. If you want to learn, and I want you to learn, I want you to get your fanny over to uh, student of the gun university or sotgu.com get over to sotgu.com we have pistol rifle shotgun high elevation rifle classes coming up we've got in, an instructor development class that we're going to be hosting in salt lake city in the salt lake valley uh, in february 
We're going to be in Tennessee and Texas in March. So we will be on the road doing the martial application of the pistol class in both Tennessee at, uh, at Tactical Response. Tactical Response is hosting us for a class uh, in uh, mid-March. And then the third week of March, we are going to be in Mount Enterprise, Texas. And if you don't know where that is, it's not very far from Nacogdoches. Uh, so you guys can sign up for those training classes, or you can come visit us out here in uh, Wyoming or Utah this spring and summer. So the time to train is now, uh, and maybe if you do some training and you get some great experience, you'll be better equipped to give people good advice. All right, cats and kittens, that's it. I am done. Thank you for being here. Remember, I, I am your host, Paul Markle, and you're a beginner once, a student for life. Thanks for joining us today. We are big fans of the value for value model. Please go to SOTGU.com to contribute the amount that best fits the value that you got out of this lesson. It could be $5 or $5 million. By contributing, you will help the show grow and assist in the education of your peers. And remember, you are a beginner once, a student for life. Thank you.